0: A Wednesday morning, well spent. Right now with Dr. Paul Gosman, superintendent of the Lincoln Public Schools. Dr. Gosman, this is the first chance you and I have had a chance to uh, chat in 2023. So happy new year to you.
1: Well, happy new year as well. And thank you for the opportunity.
0: All right. Snow day number three last week uh, because of the snowstorm that didn't happen. They brought ice, didn't bring as much snow. Talk about the process that you and, and staff go through to make the call, canceling classes for... 40,000 plus students.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's particularly challenging in a district like ours in the sense that of course, you know, Nebraska weather is, is constantly challenging, but it's also constantly changing. Uh, we are a district that is... Uh, you know, you have 40,000 students, but maybe even more importantly, we're 140 some square miles, uh, just a little over 141 square miles. And so, you know, a lot of things can happen uh, differently from one part of the community to another. Uh, and earlier decisions made by this uh, this board and the team here uh, indicate that this is not a district that's going to consider starting late uh, or releasing students early. So decisions must be made whether to have school or whether not to have school. And so that puts a lot more onus uh, on the process to discover through science and, you know, meteorology and the National Weather Service, uh, what we truly believe is going to happen. Uh, it's a little different than I've seen in some other districts where we have a little more flexibility maybe to cancel school early or start school a couple hours late. Uh, I'm not criticizing that, I'm just saying it's a little bit different uh, because here uh, on two occasions um, uh, out of three, uh, because you've acknowledged there were three snow days here so far and on two of those, uh, you know, truly I had to make a decision based on a forecast Uh, There wasn't a snowflake in the air yet. Uh, And it was really, you know, based on what we truly believed was going to happen based on on uh, the feedback from those experts. And in both of those particular cases, uh, you know, it it had the potential uh, to be a very heavy and very dangerous snowstorm. Uh, And in both cases, uh, it went in other directions. And so it, you know, it's, it's always a challenge when you're superintendent because I, I feel like I can control the weather. If I, if I call a snow day, we're going to have a gorgeous day. If I don't call a snow day, we're going to have a big blizzard. Uh, and so it's, it's just one of those things where we, we have to use the science that's available to us. And of course, our decision making is always focused on keeping students and staff safe. And, um, I'd rather err on the side of, being out of school even though the weather's okay than being in school uh, when the weather really is dangerous.
0: Dr. Paul Gosman joining me for Lincoln Live LPS superintendent. I want to give you time sir to break down Governor Pillen's education future fund. This is a package of bills That uh, is being proposed through the legislative session, a billion dollars in the state's general fund going into a fund dedicated for education in twenty three, twenty four. And after that, there would be two hundred and fifty million designated from the state's cash reserve each year until that fund reaches two and a half billion. Break that down for us, please. The Education Future Fund.
1: Yeah. And so I I served uh, with a number of people on the governor's uh, education funding task force and uh, was very thankful. Uh, that the governor, uh, and our new governor, Pillen, uh, reached out to education leaders, uh, to gather us together to talk about ways in which, uh, we could prioritize education funding, secure it, uh, and do the right things for kids all across the state. You know, it's, it, we are a very different state in a number of ways than some others even near us. And so, um, you know, we've, we've got to focus on the things that are important to us as we move forward. Uh, The billion dollars that you referenced that would be in an education trust fund is frankly not a lot unlike uh, what this state has done for a highway trust fund um, many years ago so that they're sure that they're doing what they need to to take care of the roads. Um, You know, I would argue, of course, from my profession that uh, we should have focused on students first even, but uh, thankful that that. uh, you know, the governor has is, is acknowledged this and is, is building this education trust fund. It's really important to note to the community, however, this isn't necessarily a billion new dollars, meaning that that uh, the, the schools uh, that, that have been struggling maybe financially for, you know, for a few tight years and that sort of thing, all of a sudden have a billion new dollars. This really is a protection and funding mechanism uh, in our state, so it's a it's a process by which we'll see to it that uh, the, the the revenues uh, for uh, education are protected and always available for kids well into the future. And I I think I, I value that. I think that's an important thing. There are some other components that are interesting in the bills that are out there. We thought originally this might be one um, big package bill, and instead it's been divided into a number. Uh, of different bills for different committees, uh, and for, you know, them to make their way through the committees and then the unicameral to consider it as a whole, uh, later on by, by looking at each bill individually. And so there are some items in there that we certainly support, which is to, uh, you know, put uh, a little additional money into, uh, special education funding, uh, for those students with disabilities. And, uh, there are some things in there that cause us some concern. Uh, you know there are discussions at least at the at the level of the legislature uh, about putting caps on spendings for schools that we would not put on in terms of a cap for other areas of government. And we would do that in an incredibly high inflationary time in our history. And so, you know, as an example, uh, inflation last I looked was running about six and a half percent. But but there is some conversation out there about limiting certain school districts, at least uh, to spending uh, no more than three percent, than more than they did in the year prior, which is really challenging when you think about staff salaries, because most school districts spend somewhere between eighty and 90 percent of their budget on staff and so it's it's hard to have the staff member salaries grow at the rate of inflation if you're capped on how much you can spend. So that's a real concern for us, but it's not something that we're, we're saying absolutely we can't live within that. We're, we're saying we've really got to discuss this a lot more going forward. Uh, we're thankful that the governor is engaged, educators, uh, and happy to be a part of the conversation, but there's a lot of work to do before any of this becomes reality.
0: Not putting in words in your mouth, Dr. Gosman, but it sounds like you're, you're fairly optimistic because in years past, I've been here enough to have seen a number of legislators Efforts. There's always been this rural, it, it, rural, urban. Because a rural school in in Cherry County, where there are more cattle than there are kids, uh, it, it has to be treated differently or has to react differently to funding than a Lincoln, Omaha, Papillion, or Millard.
1: Oh, that's absolutely true, and it's not just the uh, diversity of stu- uh, student enrollment size and the 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 different populations that are within each district it's really the the property and the property value within every district Mm -hmm. because nebraska is a state that funds its schools primarily off of property taxes and um you know not all states do that the majority do Uh, but it is something that we've got to look at and yes i i'm always kind of an optimistic guy i i I think we can find ways to work together and i think with the legislature and with the governor often we agree on far more than we disagree Uh, but we're pretty passionate about those areas in which we disagree and so uh, you know i'm new here uh, the governor's new to his role um i'm optimistic that we're going to find ways to work together and and uh, serve students because this really isn't about any one of us as adults or legislators or governors or superintendents this is all about the students and uh, focusing on nebraska's future because we have to recognize that our solutions to the challenges that face us today workforce shortage Uh, You know, the economy, I mean, those kinds of things are sitting in our classrooms. The solutions are our own students. And so we really have to do what we can uh, to see to it that their future has every opportunity available.
0: With me this morning on Lincoln Live is Dr. Paul Gosman, LPS superintendent. Years from now, Dr. Gosman, there will be women who will proudly say on January 20th, 2023, at Northeast High, they were among the first girls to compete in the citywide girls wrestling competition. All Lincoln schools were there, or most of them were there, didn't take a head count personally. Non-LPS schools like Pius, that's a wonderful moment for female athletes
1: it really was and it's something that's been been coming for a, for a period of time it, you know i i interviewed for this position uh, a little less than a year ago and so you know it was in oh, i want to say maybe february or march of, of of the previous year and it was a hot topic at that time to discuss not whether we should uh, provide uh, the, the wrestling opportunity for, for the girls in the sport, but how we were going to do so within the budget parameters and, the you know, the new rules and, and regulations that would go along with it. Uh, but from that point forward, it really has been an exciting time because our goal is to engage all students in some kind of activity or arts or athletic event, uh, because we know that students who are engaged uh, are far more likely to uh, graduate high school, which is obviously the premier goal that we have for all of them is to graduate with a diploma and a plan for their future. And so this, this notion that we're offering new opportunities for students, in this case, girls in wrestling, uh, has just been a, a a real celebration for a certain faction uh, of our community. And I, I celebrate that as well.
0: All right, uh, Dr. Gosman, just enough time to talk about a couple of decisions that are coming up for parents. One at the entry level to education, and that is kindergarten, a big life-changing opportunity going on right now. Parents with children who will turn five on or before July 31st. Time to get them enrolled in kindergarten.
1: That's exactly right, and we, we celebrate that, and, and I love what, what Lincoln Public Schools uh, uh, does in terms of allowing students to choose the school they would like to go to within our district. You know, of course, you're assigned to a school by your home attendance area, uh, but if you have a different school that you think is a better match for you, you have that option, but of course, it's important to get your uh, documentation in as soon as you can so that you learn all of the records that we're going to need by law uh, so that we can start moving forward, and of course, we thank all families for partnering with with us in their child's education
0: and by Tuesday parents and students probably have more input with their parents than the kindergarten kids but uh, incoming ninth graders choosing their high schools that they would like to enroll in that choice deadline is January 31st next Tuesday that's
1: right so four or five days from now so this is a really important Because, as you know, we're growing as a community and we're growing in certain places in the community more than we are in others. We open all eight high schools i want to say that again eight high schools because next year we'll have eight for the first time in history uh in the public schools here in lincoln Uh, we open all of those high schools to anyone who wishes to go there that lives within our district boundaries so um you know if you live over by lincoln northeast but uh, prefer to attend north star you're certainly welcome to do that but as a freshman you have to register by January 31st in order to be guaranteed that opportunity to go to whichever school you want. If you go after that date, there are certain high schools that will be closed to new enrollments simply because their population is so large. Uh, I don't have the full list in front of me, but I know uh, recently East was on that list, Southwest was on that list. Uh, there, are, there are a number of, of our high schools that that are running fairly high on capacity. Uh, so we allow all students freshmen uh, to come to whatever school they want. But then we close that school down to new enrollment uh, for others uh, in the future uh, without an exception of some kind or another.
0: East, North Star, Southwest, Lincoln High, exceeding building capacity. So the recommendation is no additional transfers.
1: As I said, I didn't have the list, but I'm sure glad you did. Yep,
0: yep, yep. yep. Dr. Gosman, we're out of time. Thank you so much. We've got a cold Uh, spell coming, so bundle up.
1: I did. Definitely will do, and I always appreciate talking to you. Thanks for the Thank time. Thank
0: you, sir. Dr. Paul Gosman joining me on Lincoln Live.